My name is Dwayne Default, and welcome to Selling SaaS, a daily podcast that's built to get you quick hits of the best advice from the top experts for go-to-market strategies, sales, and product-led growth. The goal of this podcast is to help you learn more, get better, and execute in 10 minutes or less. Now let's get into today's episode. So one of the things that I always struggle with, and I just want to hear your thoughts, yeah, is salespeople tend to underprice if we give them pricing authority. What do you do about that? That's tough because all I want to say is teach your reps how to how to unpack value, not add value, to unpack value. Because in anywhere you go, you can ask for a discount and most likely get it. The whole adage of, let me go ask my manager is fake. (laughs) Every salesperson has a floor they can go to no matter what company you're at. Some companies will authorize up to 75%, depending because they understand the metrics on the back end. But that's not good for the reputation of the company because then you get referrals and people are known, the companies get known for discounts. So from my perspective, if you give reps pricing flexibility, it's great. The goal is to empower them to know that they can if they really need to. But on the other end of that... Pause for just a second, right? Yeah. So there's huge advantages to giving reps authority, right? It speeds up the the deal flow. Theoretically, the rep is closer to the customer and better knows what the willingness to pay is. Yeah. So they can capture that willingness to pay. I mean, there's great advantages to doing this. So when you say pricing flexibility, what do you mean? Well, let's just say uh, I'm going to give a, a salesperson the ability or the authority to discount to 20%. Okay. Gotcha. Without, without going inside. Okay. And that's fine. I think what that does is it gives salespeople confidence going into a sale as long as their like, value prop isn't pricing. Because then what I've seen that cause is when the sales rep leads with pricing as the value, then every interaction with that specific customer starts to be about pricing. Every renewal, whether it's quarterly, biannually, any whatever the conversation, every conversation tends to be around what they're paying for the product rather than what problem the product is solving for. And so I do like giving sales reps the flexibility on pricing, but it's up to the, the sales leader to teach them how to not use it if they don't have to. Is that kind of answer your question? It does. I just don't see it happen very often. Some companies pay $1,000 per hour to talk with me privately about their pricing issues. And yes, they get their money's worth. Implementing just one suggestion can yield incremental profit much, much larger than that small investment. However, some companies have found a way to hack my business. They join insiders for just $100 per month. Sure, that gives them access to all of our courses, but many use it just to come to office hours. During that time, I answer all sorts of pricing questions. I've reviewed upcoming price increases. I've helped price new products. I even helped one insider prep for a job interview for a director of pricing. And yes, she got the job. Sometimes only one person comes to office hours, and it's like they got the value of a $1,000 one-on-one private session. So if you want to take advantage of me, and in this case, I don't mind, become an insider. Go to insider.impactpricing.com. I think in companies where you give salespeople some level of discount authority, whatever it is, so let's stick with 20%. Yeah you end up with a whole lot of 20% discounts. Oh yeah. It's because it's scalable. 
you can scale a sales team training and scale a value prop when you hand them something like that. The part that that is ultimately effective to not have to worry about discounts is not, it doesn't fit the normal definition of scaling where you have to spend time with the customer to understand their specific needs, build their benefits for why the product is going to solve. And so once the benefit for your solution outweighs the pricing, you don't have to worry about it. Like when you do a really good discovery process with a prospect and help them get clarity around their problem and then connect those problems to your solution, then pricing isn't part of the conversation. But when most of the time, when you give reps the pricing flexibility, that's their knee-jerk reaction to saying, oh, we can give you X percent. And then they lead with that. And then it just becomes a problem throughout the whole cycle, the customer journey, all that stuff. Yes, I do believe that it should be there. So reps don't have to delay the buying process to undercut a competitor if they need to, but it's really up to the sales leader who's teaching them in how to get better in their role to teach them how to not use it if they don't need to. I got to say, I love a lot of what you're saying. Okay. I love everything that you're saying, but there's some things that truly <laughs> resonate mm -hmm. with me. And you used a sentence a few seconds ago or a few minutes ago that I thought was a fabulous sentence. Mm -hmm. And it implies that you've had different experiences. And so yeah. the sentence you said that I loved was salespeople need to unpack value, yep. not create value. Yep. And so unpack that, unpack that for me. Because, uh, <laughs> Help me understand. Right. Um, because so many times I see marketing campaigns talk about features as if buyers care about them. It's the old cliche thing of people don't want to shovel, they want a hole, but they don't know they want a hole until you help them understand what the hole's for, right? Because in reality, they want shade from the tree that's going to go in the hole. And so you can't tell them they need shade until you help them understand what the shade is for. And so you have to, basically, you have to get them to verbalize their problem, make it real and known, because if they don't, then it doesn't exist. They're not going to remember it. But if you come into your discovery process with a deck that just has a whole bunch of bullets of stuff that came from the marketing page, that's not, that's not a value to them. They only find it valuable when they find it valuable. And it, it's only valuable when it solves a problem and you can't solve a problem until you ask them what those problems are. And so you unpack value by helping them, one, get clarity around their problems, and then two, connect your solution to that problem. And then they see the value. You can't just walk up and say, hey, you like this, because that's what most sales processes do. They just show up to a conversation and they just shove a bunch of information in front of a prospect and say, cool, buy now. And it's like, people wonder why entry-level SDRs have a problem creating opportunities because they still use BANT or they don't train their people how to, how to be genuinely interested in the prospect to help them understand the problem and that whole process. And so the biggest difference there, like I said, is <laughs> you care about their problem and you help them see that and then connect it to your solution. And the other side of it of, of adding value is you assume what they find valuable. And so big, big differences there from my perspective. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Selling SaaS Podcast. And if you got value from today, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget, we'll be here for you tomorrow so you can learn, grow, and execute in 10 minutes or less.